الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحج أشهر معلومات فمن فرض فيهن الحج فلا رفث ولا فسوق ولا جدال في الحج وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الحج المبرور ليس له جزاء إلا الجنة أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Firstly, just a very humble appeal Those of us who can fill in the rows in front The Hadith Nabi Salaam says That إِنَّ اللَّهَ وَمَلَائِكَتَهُ يُصَلُّونَ عَلَى الصَّفِّ الْأَوَّلِ Allah Ta'ala and His angels Send blessings on the rows First, the first row, then the next row Let us try and inshallah Those who require the, to lean against the wall by all means Otherwise let us try and take the reward of this Hadith and this blessing that Nabi Salaam has mentioned These are presently the months of Hajj that we are passing from the time the first of Shawwal comes in. So Shawwal, Zulqada, at the beginning of Zulhijjah are the months of Hajj. Many people have already gone for Hajj. Many would still be going. And many, inshallah, Allah Ta'ala take us on some other occasion. But while others are going for Hajj, they are still lessons for us who may not be going to take from this great Ibadat. This is a great aspect in Deen, one of the pillars of Islam. And its importance has been highlighted in the Hadith of Rasulullah to such an extent that the Prophet says that the person who has the ability to perform Hajj, he has the means. In other words, Hajj has become farz upon him. The person upon whom Hajj has become farz, and without any valid reason, he does not perform the Hajj. To the point that now, he is leaving the dunya. Life is going. So Nabi Islam says, فَإِن مَاتَ فَإِنْشَاءَ مَاتَ يَهُودِيًّا أَوْ نَسْرَانِيًّا If he wishes, let him die as a Jew, as a, as a Christian. Like a severe warning as if his iman is in danger. This is how much this hajj have been, has been emphasized. The person who has the ability, the means to perform the hajj, then he should not be delaying. Yes, something that is beyond his control, that his uh, name didn't come up, or something of which is beyond his control, is beyond his control. He doesn't have any choice in the matter. But something that is not beyond his control, then he should make every effort to perform the hajj without delay. So this is how important this hajj is. And then in the hadith, Nabi Wasallam gives the virtue of this hajj. That man hajja walam yarfus walam yafsuk. Raja'aka yawmin waladathu ummu. Aw kama qala Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The person who performs hajj and فَلَمْ يَرْفُثْ وَلَمْ يَفْسُقْ He does not utter anything indecent. And he does not commit any sin. And then he completes all the rites of hajj. So 
committing any sin, he's doing anything wrong, any haram, and also missing out on anything that is compulsory, his salah, or any other obligation. So a person who has conducted himself in this manner and completed the hajj and came, Nabi Islam says that he comes back like the day he was born in terms of being without any sin, he's forgiven completely. That like a child that is born is sinless, this person has come back with a clean slate. It's up to him whether he keeps it clean or what he does. But the barakat of having performed the hajj in this manner, but, that he's performed the hajj in a way where he did not commit any sin, did not utter anything indecent. So what a great ibadat. And then in another hadith, Nabi Islam says, Al-Hajjul Maburur, Laysa lahu jaza'un illa al-jannah. That the Hajjul Maburur, the Hajj which is Maburur, we normally wish somebody, when they're going for Hajj, Allah Ta'ala grant you a Maqbool, a Maburur Hajj. What are we wishing the person? We are wishing him that may you gain that virtue which has been mentioned in this Hadith Sharif. This is the background to it. That in this Hadith, Nabi Sallallahu promises, that Al-Hajjul Maburur, that that Hajj which is Maburur, then the only compensation and reward for that is Jannat itself. This is a ticket to Jannat. But the Sahaba Kiram, Allah Ta'ala give them the highest rewards and the best of recompense in the hereafter, that they did not leave things for us to guess. They inquired immediately from Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that's such a great reward, Hajjul Mabroor, that Hajj which is Mabroor, then the reward of that is Jannat. What is this Mabroor? Wama birruha ya Rasulullah. Mabroor comes from the word bir. And bir means virtue. So what is being described is that a Hajj which is filled with virtue, then that Hajj is a ticket to Jannat. So now, if it was left to our imagination, what is virtue? What is a hajj filled with virtue? Each person will think about it in his own manner. And alhamdulillah, there are numerous virtuous acts. But there is something special being spoken about. So Sahabai Kiram wanted to know, what is a special virtue that you are referring to? Does it mean any virtue? Or is there something special? That is special to hajj itself. So the reply of Rasulullah made it clear that we're talking about something specific. Now if we are told that something specific to Hajj, our mind will go to various things, it will go to the maximum amount of tawaf that somebody performs, and indeed, what a great ibadat. An ibadat that can only be performed there. An ibadat that cannot be performed anywhere for anybody, for anything else. This tawaf is only for the Baytullah. So tawaf of Allah Ta'ala's house only. So such a great ibadat, maybe that would come to our mind, because this is only possible there. So this is the bir and the virtue of hajj, which Nabi Islam is referring to. It could be the maximum amount of ibadat in the haram sharif itself, because every good deed that a person does, multiplied 100,000 times. So indeed, the tilawah the person makes, the zikr, the tasbihat, the sharif he recites, Everything multiplied so much, so this could be it. That the maximum amount of time he spends in the Haram Sharif. So many other things could come to our mind. 
But Nabi Islam was talking about something very, very different. That the tawaf, the hadith is going to make. There's no question about it. And likewise, ibadat, what else he's going to do if he doesn't make ibadat? Unfortunately, many a times, the tawaf, we still have to, the hadith is supposed to make tawaf all the time. But often people sometimes miss which tawaf. As we said, tawaf is only possible for the Kaaba Sharif. Many people make tawaf of the bazaars and tawaf of the malls. So that tawaf is a total distraction from the purpose that a person goes for. So tawaf, indeed, that's the great ibadat for the place. But the Islam is talking about something that is beyond all, that is apart from this. This is something the Hadi will do. He will make ibadat. What else is going to do? That's his time for. He will be making dua. If he doesn't make dua in these Mubarak places, where else he'll make dua? But Nabi Islam then explains three things. And as we said, that those who are going for hajj, this is for them obviously. It's for us as well. If this is the special virtues of hajj, such a great ibadat. That ibadat which brings a person when he does it correctly back home in a condition that he has come like a newborn child. So how great these ibadats are in itself. So Nabi Islam says three things. These are the special virtues of hajj. Tawaf, obviously, the hajj is going to make. Ibadat, dua is going to make, definitely. What are the virtues of hajj? Nabi Islam says, وَمَا بِرُّهَا يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ Nabi Islam replies and says, اِطْعَامُ الْتَعَامُ وَإِفْشَاءُ السَّلَامُ وَالطِيبُ الْكَلَامُ وَوَلِينُ الْكَلَامُ these are the three things that are the special virtues of Hajj which make it Mabroor. What are these three things? The first thing is feeding people. Away is Hajj, away is feeding. Our mind could never have gone to it. But this is a gathering of the entire Ummah. Obviously, the whole Ummah is not there, but people from every nook and corner of the world. And this is the one place where this brotherhood of the Ummah is now coming alive. Everybody in the same place, in the same time, doing the same things. And in the time of the Hajj days itself, everybody in the same ihram. The king and the slave has to dress in that same ihram. So in this specific situation, there will be somebody who has more means and somebody less. And somebody with some facilities and somebody with nothing. And Nabi Islam is saying, enhance this brotherhood now. It'amut ta'am. Feed people. Every heart has been given this encouragement. Feed people. That this gathering must become a place where this brotherhood becomes alive. And one of the ways in which we generally enhance this is by feeding one another. Often in our mind, when it comes to feeding, then many a times we would think about it in our own mind again, in our own way. That it has to be in a spe- specific manner, in a specific style. No, there is not even any specification of how much or what or who. Person can be given one date to eat also, that is also feeding somebody. One fruit we gave somebody, that too is feeding. But to bring alive the aspect of feeding, unfortunately, we have brought things to a certain manner in our so the way we conduct our lives in our lifestyle that if it's not done in that way it can't be done 
So to feed a guest, if it's not done in a particular manner, it can't be done. Whatever is simply available, that won't be good enough. So as a result, we deprive ourselves of so many great blessings. When simplicity goes out, then often with simplicity, generosity goes out also. Because in simplicity, it's very easy to be generous. And when there's no simplicity, now everything has to be done at a particular level. Now generosity becomes a difficult thing. To host somebody becomes a difficult thing. Because otherwise, now, now this whole day has to go in the preparation. Now that housewife too is saying, well, you want to bring somebody, you rather go to Sparks Road. Otherwise, the sparks are going to fly in the house. Because now this has to be done in a particular way. But otherwise, whatever is available. Nabi Wasallam taught in one hadith, that when you're cooking something, add some extra gravy. So that it's easy to share with your neighbors. How simple din is. And how devoid of formalities it is. Totally informal. It's something that you've cooked, add some gravy, extra gravy. And it makes it easy to share with the neighbors. So the feeding is something that is a great ibadat. And there's so many virtues that have been mentioned in various ahadith. Somebody is fed something for the sake of Allah ta'ala. As long as that energy is in him, out of that food, that energy that came, whatever ibadat he performs, that also comes in the account of the person who fed him something. So this is the first thing Nabi Sallallahu mentions, it'amu ta'am, feeding people. And this we're going to bring alive, but as we said, that we keep it plain and simple, it's very easy to maintain it, to continue with it. Yes, sometimes we've invited somebody, we'll do something accordingly, something out of the blue, whatever is available, we entertain the guests. The second thing Nabi Islam mentioned, Ifsha'us Salam. Again, keeping in context, we're talking about Hajj. What are the specific virtues of Hajj that make it Hajjul Mabrur? So the tawaf the person is going to make. Ibadat and dua, etc., he's going to make. Nabi Islam is saying, don't forget these things. These are going to be the things that will enhance that Hajj, which will make it Mabrur, which will bring that reward of Laysa Lahu Jazaun illa Jannah. There's no reward but Jannah for such a Hajj. The second thing Nabi Islam says, Ifsha'us Salam. That makes Salam common. Keep making Salam. A person is walking past somebody. Unfortunately, sometimes he might be in doubt that is this person a Muslim or not? Should I make salam to him? But in the Haramain Sharifain, he's all the time passing Muslims. There's nobody else there. But how often does a person make salam? Among the signs of Qiyamat, what has been mentioned is that a person will make salam to the person he knows and will not make salam to the one he does not know, he's not familiar with. He's 100% this is my Muslim brother. But despite knowing 100% this is my Muslim brother, I don't know him, I don't know where is he from, who is he, so I won't make salam to him. He's some other part of the world, or I have no association with him, I have no dealings with him, I'm not related to him by blood relations in some way, there's no friendship between us as such, so I walk past him. This is among the signs of Tiamat. Whereas Nabi Islam says, that among the things that will take people easily to Jannah, if making salam to the one you are familiar with and the one you don't know from anywhere also. You know this is my Muslim brother. 
salam. This is a greeting of peace. It's a dua. When a person is making salam to somebody, this is a complete dua. That may every good be for you. And you are safe from any harm from me. The salamati is from me for you. Neither your life, your wealth, your honor, your dignity, or anything will be harmed by me. This is the dua we're giving the person. And this is a declaration of peace from us. May Allah Ta'ala's blessings be upon you. The Quran Sharif emphasizes the salam to the extent وَإِذَا دَخَلْتُمْ بُيُوتًا فَسَلِّمُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِكُمْ تَحِيَّةً مِّنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ مُبَارَكَةً طَيِّبًا You enter your own home. And even if there is nobody in there too, make salam. تَحِيَّةً مِّنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ This is a greeting from Allah Ta'ala which is filled with barakah. That that house the person is entering and making salam, he's bringing barakah in that house also. But we enter the house without salam, we're depriving ourselves of that barakah. To bring salam alive, afshus salam abeynakum. Nabi Sassam says, make salam common, not just now and then green, but make it common. Unfortunately, we find salam is dying out. Children walk past anybody, they don't make salam. They walk into the house and out of the house too, they don't make salam. And nobody corrects them. Because everybody is unfortunately going in the same direction. Phoning somebody, we know who he's speaking to. And the first thing that comes out is something else. Salam comes afterwards, if it comes. Whereas it's first salam and then kalam. First greeting the person with salam. This is a greeting that Allah Ta'ala has descended for us. It's a greeting of Jannah. Adam alayhi salatu Allah Ta'ala created him. Among the first things he told him, this group of angels are there, go and make salam to them. And the great disease of pride, what a great disease, what a ter- terrible cancer. To the extent that Nabi Islam says the person with pride to the extent of a mustard seed, well, not in the Jannah, until that pride has been washed out in the fire of Jahannam. And among the things that will cleanse this pride, Al-Badi'u bis-salam bari'um min al-kibr. Nabi Islam says the one who is first to make salam. He initiates the salam. He's all the time eager. I must be the one first to make salam. He'll become pure from pride. His pride will cure him, cure him, purify him, purify his heart. So this is the second thing Nabi Islam said, Ifshaus salam. That this is the special virtue of Hajj. And then the third thing is, Tribul kalam, Leenul kalam, that speaking kind words. Can we imagine, what did we talk about Hajj? That Hajj which becomes the means of a person coming like a newborn baby. And that gets him the reward of Jannah. And the special virtues of Hajj, Nabi Islam is saying, among the three things, now the third thing, that speaking kind words, and speaking sweet words. Now this is a lesson for us here, that if this is such a great virtue of Hajj, then is it not something that should be in our lives? Hajj takes place there, but we are here all the time. What a great ibadat. That speaking in a way that brings happiness to the heart of the next person. Why must a person always choose words, or choose comments, or choose things to say which shatters the heart of the next person? And he's talking to his wife in a way that leaves her now heartbroken. His parents have asked something and he replies in a way that leaves them shattered. And 
Sometimes a person feels it like an achievement that he can pass sarcastic comments all the time. And his sarcasm is really refined. He has really honed his skills in sarcasm. Is that an achievement? Or is the achievement what Nabi Islam was saying? Walinul Kalam, talking sweet words, talking kind words. And with anyone and everyone, and especially those who are closest to us, our own parents. Everybody has their weaknesses as with age sometimes. Parents would sometimes become more irritable. They would say things sometimes that shouldn't have been said. They would sometimes do things that shouldn't have been done. But in all that, that child, that son, that daughter, they are required to all the time be still talking in a kind manner. وَاخْفِضُ لَهُمَا جَنَاحَ الظُّلِّ مِنَ الرَّحْمَةِ وَقُلْ رَبِّ رَحَمْهُمَا كَمَا رَبَّيَانِي صَغِيرًا No time to go into the detail of this ayat. But no matter what the situation may be from the parent's side, that child is not permitted, that son, that daughter, he can be himself a grandfather already. But he is not permitted to talk in any way which is abrupt, which is rude, which is unkind. With his wife, with his children, with his brothers and sisters, with his colleagues at work, with his employees, and with the employer, and with anyone and everyone. Yes, there's a specific situation now, a person has to reprimand his child, then a reprimand be a reprimand. Other than that, where these situations don't occur, to talk kind words, to talk in a way, Nabi says, among the greatest ibadats, after the compulsory actions, among the greatest ibadats is bringing happiness to the heart of a mu'min. And how simple it is to do that by using the right words. How often we can be doing this greatest of ibadats by just talking in the right way. By just talking in a way that makes somebody's heart happy. By comforting somebody. By consoling someone. So these are the things that Nabi Islam says are the special virtues of hajj. It'amu ta'am, feeding people. Ifshaw salam, making salam common. And thimul kalam, talking in sweet words, talking kind words. We can imagine this very easily in the context of hajj. That there's so many things happening in a confined space. And a person is traveling, he's away from home. He doesn't get his food sometimes in the time he wants it. And the challenges of travel. And in all this he's been taught, you speak kind words, you'll come back with hajjul mabrur. You'll be challenged, you'll be challenged all the time. And you keep your tongue sweet. And you keep your words kind. And you'll come back with Al-Hajjul Mabrur, Laysa Lahu Jazaun Illa Jannah. Al-Hajjul Mabrur, which is filled with these virtues, there's no reward for it but Jannah. So though we may not be going for Hajj, Allah Ta'ala take those who are doing with Akhiyat, accept the Hajj, make it Makbul and Mabrur. And those who haven't been, Allah Ta'ala take them as well. But for us who are still here, these lessons are universal. These lessons are for everybody all the time. To bring alive these things, may Allah wa ta'ala give me and all of us a tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah.